previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And so we got it wrong, but we were ahead. They said the answer that the wife said was koala bear, right? And Ooh. then the husband came and the husband, he said, bear. Now, are those two things the same well, thing? And because it's actually yes, it's a marsupial. Are... It's got nothing to do with a bear. It's and a I should have won the show. <laughs> and we lost. I've been pissed off ever since. No! On the first day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me a puppet made by a monkey. On the second day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me two promo codes and football picks made by a monkey. On the third day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me three abandoned trailers, two promo codes and football picks made by a monkey. On the fourth day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo codes, and football picks made by a monkey. On the fifth day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me five Subarus, four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo codes, and football picks made by a monkey. On the sixth day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me six eggs of ball and five Subarus, four cell phone bills, three abandoned trailers, two promo codes, and football picks made by a monkey. On the seventh day of Christmas, this podcast gives to me seven moose skin shopping, six eggs of boiling, five Subarus. Six eggs of 
Hey, all you loyal littles, this is Joe Arrow. And hi, everyone, this is Mackenzie Arrow, and we just want to wish everyone out there a happy holiday. And la teaserie. Roxy, how about that? How about that, Chuck? Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. All you loyal littles out there, happy holidays. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. This is unbelievable. It's Christmas Eve. I mean, and we're here to prove Christmas miracles do come true. Yeah. We are going to be all over the place with this episode. It's all out of order, but that's okay. It's our special, we're calling it our special Loyal Littles Christmas Spectacular. We just heard that great Christmas jingle. And so let's just get things rolling right away, Roxy. What do you yeah. Yeah, All right, let's do some five mediocre minutes. Please, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Joe Arrow. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. How are you guys? Oh, good. We're great. Happy holidays and all that. Listen, Joe, real quick, we're going to get into some fun stuff here. But first things first, I did want to open the podcast with a very important grand announcement. We're very excited about this. We wanted to thank all the little elves out there. Okay, this is amazing. They raised this year, and I think this can still be growing, but on our, we had our one-day spectacular Monday, whatever you want to call it, event where we were raising money. The grand total as of this recording was $5,227.15. Oh, my God. That's Incredible. amazing. That's way over double what they collected last year, I guess. It's just amazing. Yeah. The Littles, and Joe, you can even speak to this because you've been in this community much longer than we have. And, they uh, are. They are the most. If there's a cause, the littles are always there for it every time. So great. I mean, it's it's just it's mind boggling in a way, but it's Roxy's new to this, too. And she. Yeah, I, it's, it's incredible. like I, I love it because I just get to keep saying I told you so. I told, I you, I told you the littles are amazing. <laughs> And she's getting to meet a ton of them, and it's been so great. But, Joe, let's get into you. How's it been going? First of all, this jingle. Now, you sent us this jingle graciously, and I guess basically, most importantly, it was just too long for the big show, I guess, right? Yeah, um, they're never going to play anything over a minute. So I thought, I woke up one day last week, and I was like, I have these lyrics in my mind, and I'm like, I got to do it. And my daughter is like now into singing with me. She's like, whenever you get a chance, if you ever write anything, just let me know, and I'll learn it. And I'd love to do it. And she never listens to the show. Right. Yeah. She, doesn't, she doesn't listen to Tony and she doesn't listen to your podcast, but she loves to sing. Yeah. yeah. So I will play it back to her if it's aired or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the time last week when I said I got something, she's like, well, just you know, let me know when you want to record it. So we recorded it last weekend and, you know, it's long. Yeah. But how do you explain <laughs> the lyrics to her? Because she must be like, what the hell is this? What do you mean <laughs> well, a monkey? And what do you mean? Well, you know, Subarus. she does know a little bit about this. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, I figured. So, okay. You know, she's a little bit educated as far as what Tony's all about. Sure. She's met Tony. She's, she's, she's taken pictures with Tony. So she knows who he is. Oh, that's great. A little bit, but she knows the idiosyncrasies too, because I've explained them to her and her mother, like what he hates. And, yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know, I have tried to explain it. So she gets a little bit of it. So yeah. she loves. She just loves to sing. And so she'll help me whenever I need help. Wow. I love well, that's, that. That's, and that, that's yeah. such an awesome father-daughter bonding yeah. It's experience. a great bonding experience. I love that. I really, really like think that the best thing that's ever happened as far as the show goes, you know, it's like, how can I make her interested in it? Mm -hmm. Where she's never really like, she's not totally into sports or anything. She's a Ravens fan. She is a Baltimore Ravens fan. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I've tried to make her a Washington football fan, but... <laughs> 
she's her not whole stupid. family. At least <laughs> no, she's she got a decent team. No. <laughs> no, she's not. Her whole family, they're, they've always been Ravens fans. Her mom is a Raven and her uh, everybody else. Gotcha. I mean, I'm the only Washington fan, but she knows how much I care for my team. And I guess she respects that in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she also respects how much I love this show and how much I like listen to it. And she loves the jingle. She listens. She will listen to the jingles in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, cool. she la- and she laughs at them and she doesn't even get the stuff right. that we they're all singing about. Yeah. But she loves KJ stuff. She always laughs when KJ sings. And Steve Lipton, she loves his jingles. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, even though you don't know what yeah, you're talking about, right. but she always loves to help out. So mm. I don't know what to say. Well, that's it's great. Great. It's fucking great. Well, we thank you for gift number one. Yeah, that was on so great. Today. And I have to say, I actually understood a lot of the references. Yeah. Well, now that I'm, I've been a you're part of this, a middle, I a am. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, this is great. A couple other things I wanted to get into because we have a couple other. We're kind of mixed. We're doing a weird show today. We're doing a little bit of everything all over the place. So we're we're starting with five mediocre minutes, which we normally don't do. But I did want to sprinkle because I want to get your feelings on this. Uh, we've had a lot of diehard talk. Oh and boy! We heard, oh boy! <laughs> we heard, well, we heard from Sully, so I want to read this. He goes, "Some people obviously haven't watched my argument video for Die Hard being a Christmas movie. I'd be far more inclined to listen to the quote, it's not a Christmas movie' crowd." If they had an argument other than the release date. Oh, and by the way, the original 1947 Miracle on 34th Street was released in June. <laughs> okay. So he wrote, So first, let's get, where do you land on that? Yay or nay? Oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Oh, it is? Oh, yes. Oh, Die Hard is a Christmas. Let me tell you, and tying my daughter back into this, last year, 2020, we watched Die Hard. Well, she watched it for the very first time in her life. She'd never seen it before. And it was Christmas time. It was like this week. And she loves that kind of movie. She's like into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I said, this is like the greatest Christmas movie ever. <laughs> at, at the end of the movie, she's like, well, that really wasn't a Christmas movie. Really, was it? And I'm like, well, I say it is. So she had her reservations. And then this past Sunday, she said, Dad, are we watching Die Hard this week? <laughs> and I said, yeah, we are. And she said, well, I'm working Tuesday and Wednesday. And I was like, well, good. Thursday, there's football, but I'll give up football for Die Hard. <laughs> die hard right. And Joe, like, we have to get Roxy. Roxy's never seen it, and she doesn't want to see it. And I'm like, you, you have, be, to, you have, you to, see have this. to be kidding. No, I'm not. I mean, I'll watch it. I just don't, I can't guarantee that I'm going to then say, oh, okay, this that's is fine. definitely well, a Christmas Joe, this, movie. Well, Joe, this brings up a very interesting point because. Off of another Sully recommendation off his last week's last episode's email or tweet or whatever it was, he said he also goes for office Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, this is where this gets interesting, Joe, because we watched it. We both gave it four trees, right? Yeah, yeah. Four out of five trees. Yeah. We very much enjoyed it. Here's my point, though, and this is where Sully is kind of growing on me a little bit. I said to, to Roxy, I go... But is, is that a Christmas movie? Yes, she, it is. She's like, of course it is. I went, well, wait a minute. Why? It's called The Office Christmas uh, Party. So if it was called Christmas Die Harder Christmas or a Christmas Die Harder, <laughs> then you'd say it's a Christmas movie? Here's die my point. Die on Christmas? All, sure, but All this was was that it was an office Christmas party around Christmas. It just takes place around Christmas right. time. There was no Santa. There, there was, was no reindeer. No, there, there was, was Santa and reindeer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did not you like, not watch the movie? I okay, totally watched the movie. This is going out of, this is getting out of control. No, I'm just saying, it's it's kind of etching for me closer to, okay, well, if it just takes place near Christmas, I guess it is a Christmas movie. So anyway, way too long to get into. Well, for five all I can minutes. say, it's never Christmas to me. 
until you see Hans Gruber falling from Nakatomi Plaza. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's true. She's never seen it. Oh, Joe, what'd you just say? Sorry. Do? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Well, it did come out be- the year before you were born, it's Roxy. Fine. So I don't think that's much of a it's spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler. All right, Joe. And we can't let you go without asking about the Washington football team. We know you're in mourning from the game earlier this week, which was actually last week's game. Uh, yep. Any chance? What do you think? Because our next guest gave us a prediction. And we'd love to hear what you think. Like, I know what they basically have to win three in a row, right? Yeah, we're pretty much um, we have to win three and then we have to hope for other other teams to lose. We are now in a position where we have to beat Dallas on Sunday night this coming week. And then if that happens, then, you know, Philadelphia wasn't that impressive. They just Mm. they run the ball better than anybody else. So. We just got to stop the run, and we have more players available, hopefully, that week. And yeah. then the Giants have mailed it in, so the last game should be easy. But we got to win the next two and then get to the Giants and then hope that the Saints and the Eagles and the Vikings all lose. Oh, easy killer. You know I'm a Saints fan here. No, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I asked the question. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Dallas would have it so wrapped up already that they would just kind of, like, phone it in, you know, the next game. We have to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Joe, this has been great catching up. Now, gift number two for the loyal listeners out there. Now, you haven't said anything, right? No, I haven't. All right. Well, you were a big help in getting this together. So we really appreciate you. And that's why we wanted to have you on for the five mediocre minutes. Which was like 20 mediocre minutes, right? (laughs) Well, what I like to say is actually it's five mediocre minutes and then like five or 10 great minutes. Right. Is what I like to say. So. Well, Joe, I wish you and your family all a very, very happy holidays. Joe, are you ready for Christmas gift number two? God, I can't wait to hear this. You're, you're very excited. <laughs> I know you are. Don't go anywhere, littles. We'll be right back with Christmas gift number two. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Hello there, Chuck and Roxy. This is Santa with a reminder, people who listen to the Loyal Littles podcast stay on the nice list. Ho, ho, ho! It's been a long time And I'm warming up by the chimney Thinking about the good old days When you were always with me Time to call being played in this special holiday episode by a band from South Texas called The Ticking Clocks. And this song is called My Christmas Wish. Now, I really love how we put a call out for Christmas music this year, holiday music, and we got so many. This is fantastic. I love new holiday music. I've said this over and over. So thank you. This was sent in by one of the band members, Manny Sanez. And he writes, for this song, My Christmas Wish, we wanted to infuse a sense of nostalgia into the song, thinking about friendships, family, and forgiveness with the understanding that sometimes, for a lot of people, the holiday season can be the loneliest time of the year. Musically, during the chorus, there is a musical interplay between the instruments reminiscent of a small classical ensemble. 
At the end of the song, we include a teaser of a punk rock version of the intro and lyrics to the actual song that the listener just heard. It will be released in its entirety later on. Members of the band include Andy Lopez on keyboards, Manny Sinez on vocals, Marco Rios, bass backup vocals, Mario Aleman guitar, and George Martinez on drums. And as always, we'll play the full song, My Christmas Wish, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to... Here we go. Roxy, uh, this is a... If you told me a year ago this was happening, I'd say you're out of your freaking mind. Yep. Christmas miracles do happen, Roxy. Yes, they do. Littles, our gift to you from the Loyal Littles podcast. Please welcome to the show, Kevin Sheehan. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Chuck and Roxy, <laughs> thanks so much for having me. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm going to try to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right. When I got to interview Gary, he was like, don't go fanboy on me. I'm, I'm, I'll hang up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, Gary just met his first fan. I mean, he doesn't have many, so oh, no. it, it's good that you guys are supportive of him. Many of us, you know, aren't that much. He's okay. He's okay. Um, his family enjoys him. Well, I, <laughs> I do have to shout out because he was the first big that said they would come on the show, and we really okay, look. He's it. always free. I mean, he's not doing anything. He's always available. All right, Roxy, you might have to take over this interview because I'm going to be laughing too hard. This is amazing, Kevin. So what we do on the Loyal Little's podcast is we know you obviously from the TK show and your podcast, which we'll obviously get into all of that. But if you wouldn't mind, we usually turn it over to you and take a second and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell them something about yourself. (laughs) Well, I'm a born and raised Washingtonian, which there are very few of. I grew up in the D.C. suburbs. I stayed home to go to college, went to the University of Maryland. I did not get into broadcasting. That was a second professional kind of path for me. I was involved in four different technology startup companies over the first 15 years out of college. And then my passion was always sports. And I thought for whatever reason, I thought I could be a sports talk show host. And it kind of came about, I, for about 15 years, I was literally on the road Monday through Friday every week, 52 weeks out of the year. And, you know, after 15 years, I got really tired of it. And the last company I was involved in, we sold and I had like an 18 month contract to stay with the company. To make a long story short, I kind of used that opportunity to get into sports talk radio, because one of the things I did when I traveled and I was on the road is whenever I would get into a rental car at an airport, I would always try to find the local sports talk station because I was a big sports guy and I loved sports talk and I liked to to try to find good sports talk. Hmm. Spent a lot of time in New York and Hmm. I fell in love with WFAN, Mike and the Mad Dog in particular. And I was always like, God, I would love to do that one day. So long story short, literally during like an 18 month contract, consulting contract after we sold a company back in 2002, 2003, right around there, a friend of mine knew this guy, Bennett Zier. Bennett was running Clear Channel, which owned WTEM Sports Talk 980 in D.C. I went and met with Bennett, talked my way into doing like some play by play of Division three college football games. And so I went and talked to him and he said, you don't want to do this. 
And I said, well, why not? And he said, well, first of all, you have to really know a lot about sports. And I kind of laughed and I said, listen, I listen to your station all the time. The guys are good, but this is my passion. I know I'm sure everybody tells you how much they're into sports and how much they know sports, but I think I can do this. Anyway, he says, you got to put together a broadcast of an update. You know, these sports talk stations do these two, three times an hour sports updates. So I did that. I sent it to him. He had me talk to somebody at the station. And literally two weeks later, they had me doing updates on weekends. And two weeks after that, the woman who was doing Monday through Friday at 980, her name was Meredith Joseph. Everybody knows Meredith. Tony knows Meredith. Gary, Jeannie, Mark, everybody remembers Meredith. She was doing the updates early in the morning, and she went on maternity leave. This was like 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. And they came to me. And they said they, they were going to try to hire somebody. I said, no, 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 I'll do that. And they said, Really? Now, I literally had to drive to Baltimore every single day, but I didn't have to be there until noon for the deal that I had after we had sold this company. And so I got up at 4.30 in the morning, went in, I did updates from 6 until 10.45 every morning. And two weeks after she went on maternity leave and I was doing updates, Tony came back to radio from Monday Night Football to do a radio show at 980 and I was doing updates during his show and within a week he was like stay in here let's talk and we started to talk and go back and forth and then he made me part of his show Wow! and it it was honestly the luckiest thing because if it hadn't worked out like that I was just going to go back to another startup business more likely than not Mm -hmm. but that was for me the massive break if you want to call it that because I got so much exposure by being on Tony's show. And he and I hit it off, and Gary and I and Mark, I liked all those guys, and for whatever reason, they liked me, and they made me a part of it. And from there, I just got one opportunity after another, started hosting shows. and But really, the break was this woman, Meredith Joseph, went on maternity leave. <laughs> I did morning updates. Tony came back like three weeks after I started morning updates, And he made me a part of his show without that kind of circumstance. I don't know if it would have ever worked out. And then Meredith came back from maternity leave for like two weeks and I was done. And then she decided after two weeks, she didn't want to do it. She wanted to be home and continue to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And they called me back and it was really so lucky. I mean, I, people say, well, you had to be in the spot. Yeah, that's true. But without her going on maternity leave and Tony coming back to radio, I don't know how it would have ended. I probably would have just gone back and done something in business. Well, it was kismet, as they say. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But the more important part of the story, and this has come up on our podcast quite a bit lately, about being prepared and being ready for that shot when it Mm -hmm. comes. Mm -hmm. Now, did you practice at all? Like, no, let's go back. What did you go to college for? So I went to Maryland and I studied broadcasting and communications. Oh, you did? Okay. And for a year, right out of college, I worked for Steve Buckhantz, who was the sportscaster at Channel 5. But literally a year into it, there was just no money in television behind the scenes. And I had always been sort of entrepreneurial in various parts of my life, going back to like high school and college. And so I got involved in 
four startups basically over about a 15 year period. So there was a year after college that I was in broadcasting and Buck became a really good friend of mine. I, I worked for him for a month and actually he was my reference and my, uh, my oldest closest friend is Scott Van Pelt. I don't know if you guys knew that or not no. from ESPN. Well, I mean, Scott I and I is, have been yeah. best friends for 30 years and so I had Buck and Scott basically write these reference letters that I would be great on radio doing updates. I had never done an update. and But they're they, giving you references. Yeah, but I had them as references. <laughs> wow. So it made me look kind of legitimate, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And so they literally called me and they said, hey, can you do updates this Saturday morning? And I'll never forget it because it was the Saturday of the Kentucky Derby. And Bram Weinstein, who was on the radio at 980, covered the football team and he was doing a show from the Preakness up in Baltimore. And so I had to do a live hit with him going back and forth. I literally walked in the studio. I had no idea how to work any of the equipment. I didn't know anything. I snagged some intern who was there who showed me how to turn the mic on and how to hit the button so that I was connected with him. I didn't know how to do any of it. It sucked, I'm sure, for the first couple of months, but it's like anything else. Once you start doing it, you just start mm -hmm. getting reps, yeah. then you Absolutely. get more comfortable. Yep. And then when Tony showed up, you know, I had been doing it for like a month, month and a half, something like that. And then I was a huge fan of Tony's, mm. you know, and had been reading him. And then I don't remember why it was that they kind of accepted me into that group, but it totally worked out and it was, it really was kind of the big break. I just love hearing it's these incredible. kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, not only were you in the right place at the right time, but you also had the exposure to other people that saw something in you that kind of helped maybe boost confidence or I don't know. That's just, it's incredible. I, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, I had no reason to believe actually that I would be able to be on radio. And I just remember like those first early days. It wasn't easy, you know. People now will say, hey, you know, I, I'd love to do that. Andy Poland's favorite line for many years was, everybody's got one show, but what is your June 19th show when no sports are going on? Right. You know, that that's really the true test. And he was right, because everybody's got one show that they can write and prepare and the whole thing. But I loved doing it. And then I always, from there, I really wanted to do a talk show. Like I wanted, you know, the guys on the station at the time were Andy Poland and Steve Zabin were doing afternoons and Doc Walker and, and Coach Thompson were doing middays. Tony had the mid-morning slot. And then we were running like syndication in the early mornings, which was ESPN programming. And so there wasn't like a place necessarily for me. But eventually, you know, after like a year and a half, two years, couple of things kind of opened up, wow. which allowed me also to continue to do and be a part of Tony's show. Because at that point, I wasn't even really doing updates. But Tony, if you guys recall, kind of just made me his news guy. Yeah. You know, and so I would walk in there twice during the show and do news stories. Yeah. This is such a thrill. I got to tell you. And going back to the whole like you starting out and how you it just makes me laugh, honestly, Kevin, because we cringe when we hear episodes one through 25 Yeah, uh, because <laughs> of our podcast, because, you know, like you said, it's something you get your reps, you get going and you get better at it and you just. Yeah. Guess. Well, I mean, and that's all it is. I mean, for any time I have conversations with younger people, it's like all the stuff you're learning at school, whatever, 
get on the campus radio station, mm-hmm. just get reps. Yeah. You know, it's like anything else. You just have to do it. And then right. once you start doing it, you'll figure it out. And then, you know, hopefully eventually you'll get comfortable. Right. Now, can we shift real quick into your sports fandom? Now, obviously, you're, we know where you're from. You're local and all that stuff. But as far as baseball, were you an Orioles fan before the National I came? wasn't. All of my friends became Orioles fans. I was always just one of those guys that's like, I'm not rooting for a team until we get one. It took forever, obviously. <laughs> but my first love, sports-wise, like basketball and football. I played basketball. I coached basketball. My father coached basketball. That's always been kind of my real sports mm. passion. But we grew up as massive Washington football team fans. We were a family that had season tickets, so I went to every single oh, wow. home game. Wow. It was a big part of our lives. And so... The teams that I really rooted for were the Washington football team and then everything Maryland. We were huge Maryland basketball fans. Even before I went to Maryland, we were a big, my father went to Maryland, my uncle went to Maryland. So we all were big Maryland basketball fans and football fans. So do you prefer college over professional or it's about equal? I mean, I love college sports. Yeah, I love college football and college basketball. You know, I I love pro football and pro basketball too. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, Kevin, you could stick around, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Cool. Because whatever you need, we're gonna take a quick break, and because we got to get into your podcast, we've got so many other things to get into. All right, Littles, we'll be right back. People who listen to Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles podcast are automatically on the nice list. Oh, oh, oh! Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast on our Christmas Day special episode. And we've got the best gift in the world, Roxy. Yeah. We've got Kevin Sheen with us. This is amazing. Let's get into your podcast, sir, because it's it's fantastic. I'm not even a Washington football fan, okay? I follow them, though, because of the Tony Kornheiser show and now because of your podcast. So tell us all about it. And if Littles, if you're not subscribing, you need to pause right now and go subscribe. So Kevin, take it away. Well, it's called the Kip Sheeman Podcast. <laughs> I do on the hour, on the nines, and on the elevens weather reports. Um, no, I, I do the radio show in the morning on 980 from 6 to 9 a.m., and then I do a podcast, my own podcast afterwards, and it gives me an opportunity to work two days a week with my radio partner for seven and a half years, Tom Lavero. Tom's still a columnist for the Washington Times, a paper I don't think anybody reads. <laughs> and um, and he and I did a radio show together for seven and a half years. So he comes on with me two days a week. Chris Cooley, who I did a radio show with for close to three years, he comes on not as much this year because he's really not watching football as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But he comes on occasionally. And it's a D.C. sports podcast primarily. And it focuses heavily on the football team and on the NFL and on the other local teams. But you know, Tommy and I will talk about anything. We'll talk about the shows we're watching. And a couple of days ago, we got into an argument about Dr. Fauci and about the vaccine and lots of different things end up being a part of the conversation. But you can get it anywhere you get a podcast. Excellent. Now, how did that all happen with you branching off from Tony? Because it was like one day you were there almost every day. And I know the littles miss you. It's Well, it, what happened was that For years, I mean, a long time, probably 10 years or so, although remember, he left briefly to go to WTOP. I mean, I had a midday radio show with Tom Lavero. And so I could do Tony's show, which they would record. 
starting at 7.45, 7.30 in the morning. So I'd need to be in at 8 and like 8.30 to do the two news hits with them. And it wasn't a problem. But then they moved me to morning drive. So I had to do mornings and then I was on the air. So I couldn't be a part of the show because I was essentially doing live radio while he was recording actually in the studio right next to me. Oh, so wow. I would see him and see those guys every day, but I just couldn't come on because mm. of the morning show. And I've been doing mornings. That's the biggest problem. And Tony records that show early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if there's ever a time where I'm out of radio, then I will hopefully they'll have me back and I'll start doing Who's doing the news? Uh, does Mark do it every day? Yeah, no. Yeah, I've heard it's I... terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, of course. No, they they don't do it that often anymore. Yeah. And they'll occasionally no. they'll have, you know, they'll bring Jeannie or Tori and, you know, Gary just to come on for those and Chris and just to, to do a new yeah. segment or because, so, well, a lot of the littles were writing in. And so we started doing some on our podcast to try to give them a little bit of their fill when, right. you know, they weren't doing it on the big show and things like that. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Mark's the one that definitely reads the news stories that when they do them. Yeah. Well, so the the way it used to work, and I don't know if you're going to ask me this. So every morning I would I would get in, and Bagel City was rolling in with breakfast, <laughs> which you know always thrilled everybody at the radio station. Of course. And Mark would come in, and he would say, "Do you have any ideas?" And I'd say, "Yeah, I got a couple things for him." And then he'd say, "All right, well, he wants to do this, this, and this." And then I would always try to do the things he wanted to do when I would go in there. And then I would add a couple of things that I thought he would react to. And it was always fun. I mean, mm -hmm. it was always interesting. And I mean, I love Tony, like as a friend, we've become such good friends over the years. We play a lot of golf together. Mm -hmm. We talk all the time and he is He's one of a kind, that's for sure. And so we, uh, I've always, since it's been several years now since I haven't done the news regularly, and I miss it terribly. It was yeah. one of my favorite parts of the day, and it fit in perfectly when I was doing midday radio. Yeah. Well, occasionally, once a year at least, you used to come over to do a beloved weather forecast for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, what's going on with that? <laughs> What do you got for us? Oh, my God. Look outside your window. <laughs> inundated on Twitter from I know. so many people over the last couple of weeks. But I think, you know, last year when we did it, and it's always been so much fun. Mm -hmm. But last year when it was over, Tony loved it. He was fine, I think. I don't know. But Mark and I, I think like we went out and got a beer like a week after it or whatever. And I think we just looked at each other and we said, you know what? Maybe the winter weather forecast has kind of jumped the shark. Maybe it's a little bit too repetitive and it's a little mm -hmm. bit old. And he was like, yeah, maybe we give it a break for a year or two or something like that. And mm -hmm. I think that's why. And so I was talking to him, I don't know, like a month ago. And I said, so are you, are you going to want to do the winter weather thing? And he just said, or oh, remember what we said last year? And I said, yeah, that's fine. I said, talk to Tony about it, or I'll call Tony. And if he, I'm totally fine with whatever you guys decide. But we did kind of think there was something about last year's, and it was because I think it was the eighth year in a row or something. Yeah. And I think we just thought, you know, maybe we need to give it a break, and then we'll bring it back. We'll resuscitate it in a few years. All right. Fair enough. I mean, Littles are losing their freaking minds. Yeah, That's all I'm going to say. A little bit. <laughs> well, it's so Which nice, and they've always been so nice to me. And I read all this stuff on Twitter about it, and it's great. And I would urge them 
to lodge their official complaints with Mark. <laughs> I'll put it on him. Not with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me. That's great. But he is, I mean, you know, Mark is one of my, I think I told you guys before we started recording, he is truly one of my close friends. And we were just both looking at each other last year and we're like, yeah, yeah maybe we just give it a break for a year or two. And then because it didn't seem to have or pack the same punch last year. And that was probably my fault oh, because, you know, that. the kind of format is sort of the same. So maybe I need to mix it up somehow. I don't know, sir. I'm sure the Littles would lose their freaking minds over it again. I mean, I remember it last year. I even we commented, we were just starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like probably the, our fourth episode in. And I said, well, clearly the Loyal Littles podcast needs to get a weather forecaster because Littles lose their freaking minds over that. And it's great. Well, and what, I'm, what I miss is not so much that. What I miss is this time of year through February, March, where he'll call me at home on Tuesday night. He'll be like, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Is it going to be ice? Is it going to be snow? How much is it going to be? Because he is neurotic over a lot of things, but his neurosis manifests itself more so when it comes to weather and probably illness right. uh, more than anything else because he's a total hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. But um, I miss like being able to go in because that really is like weather actually is kind of a passion of mine in, during the winter. I love like big storms mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'll never forget the winter of 20, 2009, 2010. And he was doing the show and I was a big part of the show back then. And we had during that winter here in the D.C. area, in the suburbs anyway, like 80 inches of snow. Right. We had three storms of like two feet. And it was perfect because every single day I was coming in saying, looks like there's another big storm, you know, next Tuesday. <laughs> And it would drive him nuts. And I'll never forget one of those storms. Literally, we were at the Super Bowl and he was like, well, you got to come on. And I'm like, yeah, but we're doing an early morning show. I worked everything, every schedule into something that didn't make sense for the radio station just so I could do updates on the weather on his show. But uh, yeah, I, I miss that. I miss going in there and seeing him all, all ginned up over a weather forecast. Well, it's funny when you said he'd call me on a random Tuesday. I thought you were going to say because you had predicted 10 inches and there's nothing happening. So no, he doesn't even remember that. <laughs> okay. He would prefer... He would much prefer the winter weather forecast, which is always, of course, heavily weighted in terms of a very snowy winter. He would prefer for everything to be wrong. He hates bad weather. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. But he yeah. also, he says that. And yet when there is a big storm, you can see like there's an excitement level for him too. Ah. So, well, that means he's going to get to see your boys, right? <laughs> the ones yeah, that, that always was a little overblown. He tended to exaggerate their <laughs> ineffectiveness as shovelers and salters, <laughs> but it always made for good radio. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> now I have to ask because you now you said it clearly it's a passion, but would this have maybe been something you would have gone into? Meteorology? No. No, nothing no. like that? Uh -uh. Okay, so not that uh -uh. much. I like watching others make the mistakes. Yeah. Right. But, you know, part of it, because I, I, I remember Tony saying, how do you get all this information? And I said, it's all there on the internet. These people that do weather for a living, they're just looking at the exact same models that everybody else looks at, which is 100% true, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And they're all available on the internet. And then he was like, well, how did you learn how to read them? I said, and I'm like, literally anybody could figure it out after, you know, a day or two, which is true also. So I would look at those things and I would see like two weeks out, 
it looks like a big storm. Well, no real weather forecaster is going to tell you that on the long range GFS model, it shows a blizzard in two weeks because those models change so quickly and long range forecasting is so inaccurate. But I would come in and immediately tell him two weeks from now, write it down. It's going to be a big one. And it was wrong most of the time. <laughs> but who cares? Who cares? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, well, we have to obviously give a quick shout out to Joe Arrow, who put me in touch with you. Really appreciate it. I know he'd love to hear this. And I know the real answer to this question is listen to my freaking podcast. But yeah, give us a quick little, how do, how do we think the football team's going to end this year? In the playoffs, at least? So as we're doing this, you know, if they win three of them, they're going to be in the playoffs. Right. Can they win three of them? Yeah. Could they, could, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. <laughs> right. That was always a favorite Kip Scheman line um, from the show. But really, these games, to me, are kind of toss-ups the rest of the way. Yeah. Do I think they'll be in? No, I don't. I think that mm. Philly's uh, a little bit better, and I think Dallas in a rematch will be better. When but is that Dallas rematch? Do you know? That's 26. Oh, the 26. Okay, day after. Yeah, okay. So, so this um, week, most likely. It's coming up, yeah, right. Because yeah. as, as I was listening. wondering, if they've locked it up, then maybe they won't be playing so many other starters. What, yeah, I don't or... think anybody's going to have enough locked up at that point. Right. But I think what they are right now is the organization and the dysfunction in the organization is always going to be the thing that holds me back and most people back from saying they're ever going to be a real franchise that wins a lot. It's just not going to happen yeah. more likely than not with Dan Snyder as the owner. With that said, I do like Ron Rivera. I think he's a really good person. I think he's a very good leader. I don't know if he's the best coach in the NFL. I don't think he is. I don't know if he's like a top 10 coach, mm. but I think he's a top half of the league coach, but a really top flight quality person and leader. Every player you talk to, they really like him and they really believe in him. And so they haven't had that kind of leadership on the football side and that kind of maturity on the football side in a long time. So that would be one reason to be a little bit optimistic. But as long as Snyder owns a team, it's... Yeah. It's gonna be, and it's so sad because I can't remember who we were talking to, but it came up with uh, Buffalo's four straight wins back in the '90s, and we were talking about it was just amazing to me how we just kind of off the cuff said, "Yeah, you know, they started with the Giants, then it was well the Washington Football Team, and then the Cowboys twice," and it just amazed me how we were, the NFC East four years in a row, and not the same team. So we're not talking about like a Patriots dominance or right. a Buffalo dominance back then. This was three different teams in the same that were making the Super Bowl. I mean, how great the NFC East was. Well, the NFC East was so great. And yeah, I mean, the Giants won two, Washington won three, and then Dallas won three. So you basically had eight Super Bowls out of the NFC East from 1982 through 1996. Wow. And, you know, if you think about sports, just like the brand name conferences, SEC football, ACC basketball. In professional sports, the NFC East is really the branded division in the NFL. Even though these teams haven't been great in recent years, you'll notice they still are on national television oh, yeah. a lot, typically against each other because they get big ratings. And, and a lot of that is still the Cowboys. Yeah, The Cowboys right. are still a massive draw. Yeah, it, it, but you know that's I, sometimes I get too caught up in sort of the nostalgia of the '80s and the '90s and the and the, and the glory years, yeah. and I realize because I have three boys, they don't know anything about it. Some of my, a lot of my listeners don't know anything about it, and 
it's far removed. I mean, it's 30 years from their last Super Bowl. 30. <laughs> That's crazy. Thanks for making me feel old. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. That's amazing. Roxy wasn't born yet. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Kevin, this has been fantastic. Roxy, we have to. You're okay. We're going to do some fun, dumb questions. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Roxy, you want to start us off? Oh, boy. Pressure's on. <laughs> uh, who would play you in a movie of your life? Who would play me in a movie of my life? Sean Penn. Ooh. What's Sean Penn? Spicoli? Or... Right. Um, <laughs> the only reason I say that, and that was my first answer, is for whatever reason, people have told me that I look like Sean Penn. Oh. The big difference would be he's better looking, he is in better shape, and he's also much shorter than I am. Because oh, um, okay. I'm 6'3". I, I think he's pretty short, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I personally, I don't think I look anything like him at all. But people I've worked with have told me that that would be the person that would play me in a movie. Wow, 6'3"? Cool. Wow, you're tall. Sneaky tall. That's all I'm going to well, say. Sneaky tall, yeah, <laughs> sneaky tall. <laughs> all right, Roxy, I'm going to mix this up. I'm okay. going to get serious. We're around the holidays. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite family tradition? God, my favorite family tradition. Well, I guess... I mean, my boys still, and they're all grown now. I only have one left in college. They still ask me on Christmas Eve to read them the Twas the Night Before Christmas when they're all here. Um, that's always been a tradition. So it's all, I mean, it was much more memorable when they were young and babies and wide-eyed and the whole thing. I, but wait I a guess, minute, wait a minute. Seriously, think that must make you feel great. Yeah, but the last couple of years, it's like ended an argument and somehow <laughs> something leads to another where somebody gets upset because I started without one of them and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to restart it. Uh, and it's just, okay, I, okay. let me, let me just say this. I don't think we've done it now for like two years. Okay. I think okay. I nixed it two years ago. I was yeah. like, no, enough is enough. Yeah. We're, okay. You guys, you, you people are grown. <laughs> Get married and read it to your own kids. Right, oh, that's, right. That's good advice. My dad always did that. And yeah. I think it wasn't until recently that he stopped because we would still <laughs> we would still go and spend Christmas Eve. And sometimes my brother wasn't there. Sometimes he was. And yeah. I would still have him read it to me. And it is a good tradition. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But more importantly, what's one food you could never bring yourself to eat? I can't eat like chicken liver. The Ooh. smell of it. Yeah. Um, my father always loved it. He always cooked it. I can't eat it. The, the smell of it and the taste of it is horrible. I'm also not Oof. a Brussels sprouts person, oh. and everybody in my family eats them, and I can't stand the smell of Brussels sprouts and will not eat those either. <laughs> wow, we could totally go out to eat, sir. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Amen to all that. I like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, no, no, not so much. Yeah. Well, they're good for you. I know they that. Well, that's why I don't you. like them, clearly, yeah. probably. So. Um, I usually have them when Chuck's not around. So. <laughs> All right. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? What would I do if I were invisible? Well, I don't think this. I don't think we could talk about it here on the podcast. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it would be actually a lot of fun to follow my youngest to class to see if he goes to class, <laughs> and then see if he actually pays attention in class. All right, that's um, hilarious. I because... actually, I, it would it'd probably be something where I take one of my three boys and I follow them around to see actually what their lives really yeah. are. Okay, Littles, do you remember? This is crazy, but I know you said you hadn't heard it, but Gary gave the exact same answer. Mm -hmm. That is so weird. Yeah, average minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. His is very average. That's so great. <laughs> All right, so we've we've also got to. You guys know. do know that Gary and I get along really well. A lot of people, a lot of the littles have always said Kip and, and Gary don't like each other. Oh, really? Actually, we're really good friends. Oh, I 
I would, yeah, I would think yeah. it was, yeah, I never thought. Wait, that. I love that. We're getting the dirt. I love yeah, it. Yeah, right? No, mm-hmm. those littles are just silly. <laughs> All right, Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Not funny. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Cool. All right, good to know. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you introduce as your musical guest? Ooh, good one. It would be Zeppelin, because they're the oh, one yeah. band that I've never seen live that I always wanted to see live. But I wouldn't want to see them now. I'd want to see them in their yeah. prime. Sure. Um, Prince would be one, but of oh, course we yeah. can't do that anymore. Well, we've played that. We've played it from that angle too. It yeah. could be living or or living dead. Or dead. Li- yeah. Li- yeah, Prince, Petty, or Zeppelin. One of the three. Mm. And just because the Littles are so infatuated with this, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy, yes. definitely. In fact, last night, God, I was just telling my, my radio producer this. Last night, there was no dinner. Everybody was gone. I made myself for the first time in a long time a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because there was crunchy peanut butter in there and strawberry jam. And there was Pepperidge Farm, like country white bread that uh-huh. was fresh. Yep. It was so good. I hadn't done that in a while, but crunchy, definitely. All right, cool. All right, Roxy, one more. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? The greatest invention of all time, aspirin. Aspirin? Mm. That's a great one. Oh, no, ibuprofen, because that really is a pain reliever. I don't yep. think aspirin does as much. Imagine not having ibuprofen or, yeah. or aspirin. I love it when they get I don't know, logical. That was, that, was a, that was a terrible answer. No, that's a great no, answer. No, because that's a logical answer. That's what, I, that's, that's what makes no. it interesting. I'm, I'm kicking my legs every day. Ibuprofen is basically I treat it like candy at this time of the year. So. <laughs> it's not healthy to do I that. I know. I know. Yeah, right. Don't do that. Again. Edibles. Edibles would be the answer. Ah. Okay. There we go. There's the there right answer. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and, and meeting the littles like this. This has been fantastic. All right. What can we plug for you? Well, you've heard about your podcast, but if you want to do that again, what else can we plug Absolute, for you? Absolutely nothing. You, right. I, I feel like forever Tony's plugged everything I've done. <laughs> I love everybody that's loved the show over the years, and everybody has been so nice. And I do miss very much, and Mark knows this and Tony knows this, I miss being a part of that show like I used to, but there's always a chance maybe somewhere down the road. Sure. Well, we hope so. Yeah. And we, we just hope you can all get back together in a studio at some point. Cause we know well, we... that's going to be up to him because yeah, sure. everybody else would do it. He's been living in fear for a year and a half. Yeah. I think he's getting better. Yeah. Well, and as we always say, as an homage to the big show, speaking of Tony, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right. Over and crumpler. And crumpler? What's that mean? Are you a folder or a crumpler? Oh, wait, that's good. <laughs> that's a new, well, yeah. someone said, at least you didn't ask me front to back or back to front. And <laughs> yeah, I, that's a little bit too personal. Yeah. <laughs> crumpler or folder. That's a good one. That's I never a, heard of that yeah, one. Like We're always that. discovering new things with this topic, which just blows our mind. <laughs> okay, it, well, it, <laughs> I gave you one for, for your next guest. All right, well, thank you so much again. Happy holidays to you and your entire family. We really, really appreciate it. We know the littles are really going to appreciate this, so thank you so much. Same back to all of you. Happy holidays. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. This is Santa. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. It's never too early to get into the holiday spirit, especially if you're on the nice list like Roxy. Ho, ho, ho! 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And wow. 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 Merry Christmas, Littles. That was so fun. I mean, I know we didn't officially get you a winter weather forecast, but at least we got you the... The inside scoop We got of you the, the inside scoop forecast. on it. Yeah. I mean, and we got to hear Kevin's voice, which was so great. I mean, I can't tell you the joy it brings me when I go back and listen to these and I'm editing some of them down and... And I can't tell you the joy I get when I look over at Chuck editing and he's laughing. Or I'm just full out laughing. And it got a big smile on his face. It's just, it's so, so fun. Yeah, it's what makes doing this worth it. It yeah, really does. Yeah. I mean, except the time I get to spend with you, Roxy. <laughs> so we're all over the place today. So we did a quick shout out at the top of the show. Yep. We had our five mediocre minutes. So we're going to now get to your, we have some shout outs, we have mm-hmm. some emails, mm-hmm. and then we have our Friday Five. It's worth saying again, and another big thank you, Little Elves, $5,227.15 at the time of this recording. Wow. So who knows what it is now? That's amazing. That's mainly because of our big push we did on Monday. Yep. And that's just amazing. Yeah. So thank you again, Little Elves. We have a shout out. Now we're being a little selfish here, Roxy, but we wanted to give a shout out to the Eastern Standard Provisions Company. Yeah. Roxy and I got a, oh, we got an early Christmas oh. present from mom and dad. So good. So good. Now, <laughs> this is really clever because I would have never thought. I'm sure all of these things. Is, I mean, if there's a Fruit of the Month Club. I have a story about this. But oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, no, well, just how my mom came across. I, I oh, asked okay. her the other night, like how she came across this company. And well, basically, Littles, it's pretzels. It's pretzels. Pretzels. like The big soft pretzels. Yeah. I mean, and they're amazing. And there's like five different varieties. They came right. in a box. And different shapes, different, yeah, I guess, variations. There's like twists. There's nuggets, the normal. Yeah, there's nuggets. There's rods, the normal. Well, Unbelievable. <laughs> They give you uh, directions how to cook like, them, either frozen or, or defrost it. Uh, yeah. So what, real so, quick? Yeah. So I asked my mom and she she said, honestly, I found an, an ad popped up on my Instagram. Uh, and I was like, oh, you well, did one of those. Uh, I love those. All right. Full disclosure, Roxy, <laughs> one of your presents this year is the same exact thing. Yes. It was a pop-up on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? This looks fun. I might actually enjoy this. <laughs> so I'm going to get it for Roxy. Come on. You do the I'll same share. thing. I'll share. I do the you, same thing. You do the same thing. thing. Okay. All right. And then quick. So thank you, mom and dad. Those are, we've only gone through like two varieties. Yeah. Well, maybe three by the time this airs, but yeah, they're amazing. They're so, so good. That was a great gift. Yeah. And shout out to Girls Beer Sports Podcast, Roxy. Yep. They just this past week, now they have a big Christmas show coming out too, but cool. this this past week, they usually drop on Tuesdays. They celebrated their 300th episode. <gasps> wow. So that's amazing. So congratulations. We kind of have a little, I mean, I started listening to them a little bit uh-huh. and we traded ads that one time yep. and they're really sweet over there. And I highly recommend seriously anything college football because we know nothing and I mean nothing about college football but they know everything they attend games every week and then they come and do their podcast about them and you know they also drink beer and they say what they want to say because it's their podcast that's their motto I love it (laughs) anyway congratulations ladies 300th Roxy I don't know do you think we'll ever make it to 300 I think so I don't know we'll see I don't know Littles Um, keep telling us you want to interview with us yeah right right (laughs) tell us who wants to come on the Loyal Littles podcast and then a quick shout out and reminder about iHeartRadio North Pole Radio. Now that's Lee Gordon and he's been Santa and he sent us in all these great bumpers. We didn't even ask. He just sent these in. They're fantastic. And we really appreciate that. So don't forget to catch your favorite wise cracking Santa on North Pole Radio. All right, Roxy. Well, let's get to some of our corrections and whatnot. Not really corrections, but we did hear from Michelle Pendleton and Ritz. She says, the movie you were trying to remember on the Friday Five is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. Roxy remembered now. Now, have you seen that? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I heard it's kind of. I heard it's it's adorable. I heard it's adorable. I haven't seen it. At least I don't think so. There's so many of those. Maybe we'll have to watch it and rate it somewhere between one and five meatballs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) We'll do that after the holidays because I don't (laughs) think that's a Christmas movie. No. Or is it? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) we heard from Mo Werner. Hey, Mo. He said, looking forward to your Christmas pod whenever you drop it. Being Jewish, I'm free either day. (laughs) (laughs) And regarding snow, I love it. Bring it on, except when it doesn't stick or when it snows in April. I completely, I say say after January. If it snows after January, get out. Here's the other thing. I also don't like when it gets slushy. Oh, right. Yeah. So snow, accumulate, look pretty, be fun to play in, and then disappear. Don't get slushy. And don't come around in April. Done. Especially in New York City. It's terrible here, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Then we have this. Hello, you two. One, Merry Christmas. Here we go. B, (gasps) Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Okay. If a movie is displayed in Blockbuster year-round like Die Hard was, it cannot be a Christmas movie. Right. Blockbuster put out a special display during the month of December of Christmas movies. Blockbuster knew back then, although they may have missed the boat not buying Netflix when offered. I remember that. Three... Hope things get back to normal quickly, John Miller. Okay, so if I didn't say anything about this numbering and lettering... Well, I think Tiny Chuck said something too. Right, but if we didn't say anything... Would this not be happening right now? I just think, Roxy, you need to get on board. It I is think my it's, it's nightmare. Gonna, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. That's what nightmares are made of. And then finally, we heard from Ed Budd, I believe, right, Roxy? Yes. He says... Bunch of things. The peeled back stick of butter trick works even better on corn on the cob. The Santa in Christmas Story was spectacular. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's pause there. Okay. Wasn't he kind of spooky? Cre- creepy, right? Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Roxy's got the impersonation. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, and then he says, the woman to whom... shoot your eye out. Yes. The woman to whom I am related by marriage came back to the table after going to the ladies' room at a restaurant. She said she had done her good deed by replacing the TP roll she had finished. I asked her if she put it over or under. She said, I don't know. I didn't unroll it. Let them guess. Ooh. That's great. So that's like toilet paper roulette. Yeah, that's really that. fun. I like that. So you just stick the roll on. You don't know. You don't. You know how it sticks to the roll? Yeah, yeah. And then you have to kind of get it started. Yep. And you're and not you, sure which way. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. That's an oldie, but again, we, Ed set that in quite a while ago. Yeah. And see, Ed, sometimes we even have trouble. It got buried. I don't know how. Yeah. I was so bummed, but I was so happy I found that. All right, Roxy. Well, let's close out this Loyal Littles podcast Christmas Spectacular with our Great Friday Five by Eric Londrigan. Oh, Friday Five, oh, Friday Five, what questions will you bring us? That's all you get this year. (laughs) We're running out of time. Number one, do you have any plans for 2022? Big plans. We do? Huge plans. Oh, yeah, we kind of (laughs) do. Hopefully. (laughs) I mean, as a couple, yes, we have plans to get get remarried again. And Um, finally have our... Our honeymoon. Well, yeah, that too. And finally have our party and dance on the dance floor with all our people. (laughs) I can't wait for that. Oh, let's not talk Um, about it anymore because who knows what's going to happen. You know, I have some personal like life and career plans that I want to start getting into. And um, I've actually already started. Oh, she's getting ahead ahead of the the game. New Year's resolution. I love that he just says, do you have any plans for 2022? All right. Number two. (laughs) Who would you like to find under the mistletoe? Ooh. Chuck. Can we say, we can't say each other. Come on. Let's have some fun with this. I know who I would say. Who? Um, if Ryan Reynolds was offering, I would totally go under there the mistletoe go. with That's him. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hello? I mean, have you not seen his TikTok with Will Ferrell? I haven't. 
to singing the song Grace Kelly by Mika. I have not seen that. I'm pretty sure I've showed you. I don't know. You haven't. It's I would so remember freaking that. good. I've, it's so <laughs> freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? He's so talented. All right. Number three. Who Wait, gave what you? about you? Come on. All right. All right. Well, I'm just going to go with Missy Pe- Pelegram. Is that how you say her name? Peregrim. Peregrim. I don't even know. Peregrim. Well, I don't have to know her name to want to meet her she under the plays, mistletoe, right? She plays Maggie. She plays Maggie on, on FBI. FBI. And my dear and friend Zico Zaki is another one. Yeah, for well, me, she, well, she's Roxy's got way. many. She's coming across <laughs> like she has nobody. She's got many, but I'm really upset because two of my dear friends both got to make out with her on the show. Yeah. Oh wait, did Rod actually? No. No, he was a criminal. Rod was just a criminal, but. Hello, Josh got to date you know, her. Date her on the show, so <laughs> I was really jealous. Anyway, can we get to let's get to number three? Moving on. Who gave you your favorite Christmas present? Well, we haven't really got them all yet. So, well, up to this point, I mean, there are so many to choose from, but I really love getting the Disney Cruise. Oh, that from was fun. You to- I have a great video of that actually. Yeah. Her opening the box. And it, I pretended it was tickets to go see the Tangled musical. the Musical. And she didn't even know there was a Tangled the Musical. Yeah. And the reason we went on that particular ship was because that was the only ship that was performing that live version of Tangled. Yep. And that's Roxy's favorite Disney show. Yep. So I think I did good that year. Yeah. That was good. And that you opening that, I should send that into the Disney Cruise Line because it's like the perfect commercial. I like turned into a tiny child. <laughs> no, no, it was great. It was great. I still have the video. It's one of my favorites. I mean, Disney does that to a girl. I mean, besides the proposal, that's my second right, favorite video right. I have of us. Yeah. Or you, I should say. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to throw it out. I mean, we already kind of gave them a shout out already, but I got to give credit where credit's due. The in-laws do really well. Yeah. Your mom always thinks things through and like mm-hmm. really puts thought into it. And so, yeah. all right, what's number four? Uh, number four, what is your favorite Christmas song? Ooh. There's so many. Yeah. But I'll, I'll just say White Christmas. I mean, with Bing, I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, all of Irving Berlin stuff, I just love, Same. obviously. Same. And I love Holly Jolly Christmas by yeah. Bear Lives. Well, we've talked about this, but we don't have time to get into this now. But we were talking about how, like, certain people can sing certain songs. No one else should sing those songs. No. Like, Burl Ives is Holly Jolly Christmas. Yep. I know he does all of Nat them. Nat Cole is the Christmas song. Yes. Bing Crosby is White Christmas. Yes. I don't want to hear. I know other people can do it, and they do it well. But. But. <laughs> right. Big but. But. All right. And number five. But before Roxy reads this question, anyone listening with children, turn the volume down and listen to us later. Do not let children hear number five. All right. Very important. Roxy, go. Number five. When did you know the truth about Santa Claus? Well, now that I reread the question, Roxy, the truth could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things. Like Mm -hmm. he likes peanut butter with crunchy peanut butter cookies instead of like chocolate chip or something like that. Anyway, (laughs) we know what you mean. I was, I remember exactly when it was, but I don't remember how old I was exactly, but my older sister just came out and told me. And I remember that, but I think it, I think I was, I will say I was of an appropriate age where I probably should know, but I do remember I wasn't positive, but I played it cool. I was like John Travolta in Greece. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, rocking and rolling. Yeah, baby. I was like, no, I was totally like, oh yeah, you know, no, I know, I know when I didn't know, you know, but I played it off like, oh yeah, yeah, come on. I'm, I'm an adult now. I knew that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So honestly, I don't really remember. I mean, that confirmed it for me, Yeah, but Roxy, when? Um, I think I might have been a little older than you. Um, <laughs> After fifth grade? <laughs> yeah. High school? What are we talking? No, it wasn't high I think it was middle school. Uh, I was watching the Miracle on 34th Street remake. And I don't know, there was just something about the storyline. I was at an age where it just like kind of hit me in a different way than it had before that year. And I think I definitely, no, I don't, I don't think I know. I asked them, but where do you hide all the presents? And they're like, we're not going to tell you that. Right, because they still hide the presents. Right. Right. So (laughs) anyway, 
Eric Londrigan, bravo. You outdid yourself again. Yeah. Uh, great questions and then amazing stuff. Just amazing stuff. So thank you for the Friday Five. We really appreciate it. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to our Christmas episode, but we got to get out of here, Roxy. We're already way over, but we did get some more snail mail, Roxy. We Ooh. got a nice Christmas card from Kate Milan. Thanks, Kate. That was really sweet. So Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Pod. Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. I had to do it in order that time. That's fine. And don't forget to run over to iTunes and Apple and give us a nice rate and review over there. As we earlier said, thank you, Lee Gordon, for all our bumpers. They've been great all season, holiday season. We really appreciate it. And so we thought we'd go all out with Santa for our Christmas episode. And of course, I don't even know how to begin to thank Kevin Sheehan for coming on and meeting the Littles. That was fantastic. We're forever grateful. Thank you so much. All right, Roxy. Well, you've got pretty much less than a day. Yep. Less than a day. Use it. I don't know what you would do. I guess you'd have to take the code to the store because I don't think if you order it online, it's going to (laughs) come by tomorrow. But if you're out shopping today and doing your last minute Christmas shopping, don't forget to use the code. Happy holidays, littles. And please, if you're traveling tomorrow, please stay safe. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. time and I'm warming up by the chimney thinking about the good old days when you were always with me time to call family and friends to say hello and make amends to decorate inside and out as another year comes to an end My Christmas wish for you is that all your dreams come true That December's never blue That's my Christmas wish for you All those precious memories, they all come back to me. This time of the year, we carolers sing merrily. Songs of peace and harmony, joyful melodies. But the freezing rain won't stop, and your gifts still under the tree. Oh.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. That's how I feel about Chuck. I think he's tremendous. Oh, yeah.